0: to The Blue Collar, a one-of-a-kind playbook for home service businesses. This podcast is specifically for leaders who hate being average, are obsessed with success, and are willing to change in order to achieve massive results. If I'm speaking your language, you're in the right place. Tune in to hear inspiring stories from other successful leaders as we explore their business superpower and share actionable ways to dominate your market. No time to wait, so let's get started.
1: Welcome back for another episode of the Blue Collar Podcast. We are very excited to be here today. Myself, Joshua, and introduce yourself.
0: Warren Lentz.
1: Yes, sir. So today we're going to dive into a topic that really isn't just a buzzword. It may sound like a buzzword, but in fact is a total game changer for blue collar businesses in America. Talking about the art of building employer branding and employer brand equity for your home service business, the sweat equity it requires, the upsides, the downsides, so on and so forth. I'll kick it to you, my friend, and get us started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the best the best way for me to explain the impact that this will have for, you know, any business owner is to really kind of tell a story about how we have that epiphany, when those dots actually connected for us. And that was very early on when, you know, as a business owner, we're we're very curious to really get the answer to a very important question is like, where do we really perform? Like, who are the clients that are seeing the best results? What are the connections between those companies? And when we look at all of the data across hundreds of different home service companies, across, you know, hundreds of different of openings, whether that be looking at the position, the geographical location of that position, what the pay was. At the end of the day, what we concluded in looking over the that data was really, I think, profound, and it really connected the dots to what it is that you know we offer today. And that was, it wasn't the location. It wasn't the type of position. It wasn't how much the company was paying. It was, it was the good companies with the great employer branding that were actually Making deeper connections to the value that they provide the employee, and tapping into candidates' you know deeper desires and things that they want and, and need in life, rather than just pay. Those were the companies that we found actually not only had better results, but had incredible results, especially when you you know, apply some of the things that we're doing. So I, I know you know that's nothing new for you, but when we discovered it, I, I thought it was you know, business changing discovery and sure. kind of, a, kind of a, a realization for us. And, and that's where we really started to focus on employer branding. So on that topic, Josh, if we're, we're talking to our clients and, you know, we do it all the time, you have a business owner and they're really focused on where we're getting the candidates or the ATS or all of these different aspects. But if you're going to speak to employer branding and, and some of the actual tangible benefits for that to a, a business owner... What would you say to those business owners?
1: So one thing I want to make a quick anecdote on, on how you kind of open that up in terms of the, the study that we did, the data that we assess, and I say this pretty much every day, at least weekly to clients, is what's really telling is the markets. I use like an East Coast, West Coast example a lot of the time. The locations, we'll get the data from Glassdoor, or CareerBuilder, or whatever these different vendors are, right? And we look at that and we say, hey, in a market on the East Coast where there's a high number of job seekers, but a low number of job openings, we think we're going to do really well, right? Mm -hmm. The inverse of that being on the West Coast, right? Inverse, there's a high number of job postings, but a low number of job seekers. We think, hey, you know, this is going to be really tough. And it ends up being a walk in the park. So I say that to say we're often really surprised and that just kind of reinforces what you're saying in terms of what really creates that differentiation and, and and separates, you know, one company from the other is that reputation, those, you know, those brand elements. So
0: Hey Josh, and before you go to kind of cut that last question that I asked him, I don't want to skip over the actual first question, which is yeah. actually more important. So if you are going to have a conversation with a home service company any skilled trades company and business owner. What are some of the things and even pillars that, that you want to kind of establish when explaining what actually is employer brand and, and how do you, you know, establish sure. equity within it?
1: Sure. So there's some of the more intangible or unique assets. We tend to think about it in three ways, as you well know, brand awareness, brand loyalty and culture. Right. How are we penetrating the market, raising awareness, creating authentic engagements with folks on a local level and really making the brand and, and those values and that mission, that vision of the company shine through in terms of the the awareness to that. Another, you know, aspect you know, concerning brand loyalty would be the community support, the recognition, the credits that a particular company has and, and celebrating those and putting those front and center. And then last but not least is, of course, the culture would be how are you? I think the best way to say it is walking the walk, right? We talk about this a lot, you know, being able to really have your core values not just be something that's on a web page or some sort of marketing material, but from the time that, you know, somebody first picks up the phone from a screening call or, you know, enters the Zoom for an interview, right? Those things are, you know, presented in a, in a, concrete and thorough way. So the culture aspect is, is huge. And I think we could talk about that just for a
0: really, really long time. But so Josh, if we have a framework and that's going to be awareness, loyalty, culture, and and those are kind of the pillars within that. What are some of the, the actual benefits? Like how does that translate into actually benefiting the business itself?
1: I mean, the first thing for sure is acknowledging the sheer difference that the, the high level impact that it makes in terms of reducing the overall cost of your hiring and recruiting efforts right It seems like so many people are honed in on the cost per lead what's the cost per software but the bigger picture right the bigger mm-hmm. question is what is this costing you over time if employees churn right and we don't have that that retention for employees so, Reducing the overall costs, you know, the resources that are needed to achieve recruiting and hiring successfully. Um, as I mentioned, the employee retention aspect of it, right? Developing, you know, a relationship, a family environment where somebody's going to really stick and and stay and say great things uh, about the company and continue to embody that and echo that out to the community, and just overall enhanced company reputation and really simply. Aligning yourself with employees who are the right talent, right? Attracting the right talent, being able to, you know, open the window up to folks that might consider leaving your competitor. So yeah, so the embedded the, the benefits are are numerous, but you know, I think to simply boil it down is you know, enhanced company reputation, attracting the right talent, reducing your hiring costs and increasing employee retention for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely like like I think, you know, a, as a CEO, my biggest responsibility and what I'm accountable for and in, in terms of what I personally believe is, you know, driving the culture, right? And when I sit down and really meditate about the the culture of what our company is and even other companies, you really have to start before even with culture with like what is the equity that we're building with our employer brand like what is the perception what is our story to our actual employees like are they actually buying in to something because employer branding is going to be really like the buy in from the employees that far reaching vision will will often pull them towards doing things that they otherwise wouldn't do or at least alleviate the daily pains that it takes to ultimately reach those goals really really the drive in them so I think it really begins and, and ends with employer branding from from my perspective personally. And when we when we look at, say, trying to really cultivate those principles of employer branding and, and, and building that equity within the company, some things come to my mind. And, and, and one thing really, really resonates with me, and, and that's going to be walking the walk. Yeah, right. My dad used to say it's easy to talk it, but yeah, exactly. The, the, the follow through it, yeah. is, is huge. It's it's the hard part. And you know, my dad used to say make sure that your feet match your mouth. Right? Because that's the, uh, the the most important aspect. And employees they pay attention, right? Remember, you know, just the other day we're in the Slack channel messaging our employees and we we're, we're talking about communicating more thoroughly to them and we had an intentional effort, a concerted effort to do that and immediately actually got positive feedback where they're voicing and they're, they're actually noticing those things. So, you know, when, when you're looking at your employees, I think that's a huge aspect is actually the follow through. And every little thing that you say that you don't follow through on, it establishes a pattern and it really deteriorates trust, which is also uh, another one that, that I would say would be really important. The other one that I want to speak of, you know, th- there's many of them, but you know it's something that is very easy to do and it doesn't cost a single penny and it's recognition right. recognition is free and it's easy to lose sight of that or the importance of it at least i guess like on, on my day to day but when i was employed and i think back the recognition actually mattered you know i was always yeah, sure. i was a super competitive sales rep back in the day and i was always trying to be number 1 and i always kind of craved that recognition in terms of like you know, validating, understanding like what my expectations were and how I was measuring up to those expectations, I thought was always critical to me. And it really, I think, moves the needle, making sure that recognition is really outweighing the, the criticism if needed. I mean, based on that, those are some of the ways that you know, I think about cultivating culture, but that's on you know, kind of my side or, or, or what I do personally. Why don't you tell the people that you know, some of the things that, that you probably do to, to help cultivate the culture or what they can do actually?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's really important to, it's a challenge in, in today's, you know, like fast, everything feels more fast paced. Everybody's plugged in. We're leveraging, you know, technology, real time updates are coming through. It's all about how can we create more throughput and, and, and be more productive and ultimately be more successful as a team is oftentimes I find myself really challenging that with, Hey, how can we take a step back here and find the way to engage on a more deep and sincere level? That sounds very cliche perhaps, but being able to actually extract more of an understanding from a particular employee or prospects, you know, like what really drives them, right? Just because they're in a particular seat right? Or they're, you know, going for a particular responsibility. Is that really what they ultimately want the most, right? Is that really what fires them up? Is that really what, you know, motivates them to take their career to the next level? So I think for me personally, and you you know this well, you know, especially Mm -hmm. with, you know, our team members is just finding a way to have more of a, a candid conversation with them, you know, really checking in with them on a personal level. But, you know, handling the challenges that we might face, you know, with a bit more grace and and just being able to create and hold the space for where we might have something that is a hard-lined business, you know, metric that one side of the story says X, but again, really finding the way to dig a bit deeper and understand, Hey, are we, are we capturing this whole site picture here? Right. Is there something else that we're missing? Is there something that going on in their lives personally that we have no idea about and it's completely throwing this for a loop. So I think that goes back to the walking, you know, walking the talk aspect of it. It's one thing to say, Hey, we have a great culture and we really care about our people. But again, like, can it's tough in today's age, you know, can, can you actually make that time? Can you actually devote that time to, you know, dig a bit deeper and, and create more of a genuine connection with your people? That's probably the biggest one that comes to mind for me. I guess kind of kicking it back to you though. So, so big picture, I always love to hear you talk about these things and obviously we've got a ton of initiatives on this front going on in our company. Mm -hmm. So why is employer branding relevant in recruiting long lasting employees? So yeah, I I think, you know, we've talked a bit about some of the challenges, right? Some of the benefits, um, some of the essentials. So big picture, it's important to consider why is employee branding relevant in recruiting long lasting employees? employees, what's the point? And I'm sure you have your opinions on this, but the thing that continues to be the burning, you know, the obvious thing in in my mind and in the conversations with the clients day in and day out is just the exhaustion, the, 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 the bandwidth challenges, right. Of, and you say this, you know, the cost of making a bad hire, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, essentially being able to create more of a long lasting relationship, right. Is again, I think predicated on what we're, what we've just touched on is, is like going a bit deeper from the beginning, right. Being able to weigh and assess hard skills and soft skills, even though you might feel a particular way about something, again, trying to think of it from a different frame of mind or understand something, you know, from a different angle. So yeah, I I could go on and on, but for you, you know, what's the point right what 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 are some of the overarching takeaways in terms of why this is so critical to develop the the employer branding and and seek longer lasting relationships with with recruits
0: well i think it is the entire point actually you know when when you ask it like that i think employer branding is really a lot of the reason why like or uh, how people associate themselves working with your business or like how they associate what it would be like working for your business and what they are, because that is kind of like a piece of them and, and who they are is like the work that they do every day. And there's some things that human beings, when you, you, you tap into those deeper motivations and, and you really consider those things, it's really like, do I have the autonomy to do my work? Is what I'm doing for the betterment of you know society or like, am I doing something good and, and worthwhile? And am I a part of a winning or high performing culture? Like nobody likes to be on the losing team, right? right. And so it's, it's really driving the excitement, bringing them to a vision, and then being able to disseminate that and reiterate that message on a daily basis down to both the employees and on a candidate level is where I see companies see a lot of success doing this. It's, hey, we're winners. We are, you know, have a higher standard then, you know, the competition or the other companies around here, we do things better. And of course, you, you you do have to fulfill on that, right? You you do have to, you know, us as leaders really have to deliver that. But when that happens, you really see people step out of their, their box and really achieve things that, you know, only human beings, I think, can. Yeah. So I, I think it is the entire point here. And I think understanding if you're going to look at, really driving success with recruiting, hiring, retaining a top performing and building a top performing team for your company, you have to be serious about employer branding. Sure. And you have to, you know, first understand the drastic changes you have to make within the company and then the equal results that you can expect from that. And it never fails. Although it's, it's, it's really hard to deliver on, I I must say on a day-to-day basis, like takes a, takes a lot of effort. There's a lot of sweat equity goes into this. And so for the people out here, Josh, if we're looking at employer brand equity and you know, there's a, a business owner out there listening to this podcast (coughs) right now or any business, and you wanted to leave them with something, something tangible, simple, measurable steps that they can take that are easy, that will actually help get them over the hurdles and challenges. What are some of the things that, or some of the advice you might give them?
1: I think first off is like, do you know how your people feel currently? When's the last time you've, you've done an assessment, you've ran a survey, you've gotten some feedback in terms of how are you people feeling? You know, whether it's seasonally based on, you know, recent business quarter success or not. Right how are people motivated or mm-hmm. un, unmotivated, right? So I think starting there, do you, do, do you have a pulse on how people are, are truly feeling at this present time? With that is also, you know, are your values, is your mission, is that clear? Not only to yourself, but to your prospects, right? To the audience um, at large, but more specifically, you know, to this conversation is, you know, your potential hires. So I think those are a couple of, good first steps, you know, really, as I said, having a having a good sense of, of where your people are actually at today and how are you presenting or not presenting your values, your mission, and not just again pasting that on a web page, but really ingraining that in what you're doing, right? It's both online, it's in the way that the front office answers the phone, right? It's in the email templates that you send out to customers as well as potential recruiting prospects, so on and so forth. So how about you, what yeah, do you think? well,
0: I mean, for mine, I, I got a really great example actually. right? And that's with our, our SDR position. So w- with our SDR position, we, we actually have a, a bit of a different approach. And as a sales development rep, they're gonna be a remote position. This is a person with entry-level skills, maybe with experience, but, and they're going to make a very small base pay. It's going to be heavy commission, which, you know, since COVID is very unpopular and not even common anymore, we intentionally do that. And when you look at the job posting that has at this point, thousands of applicants for, for a position that has, is not even 50% like market rate based on base salary. Every single interview that I have, every single screening call that we have, they never ask about pay. And because what we did, and you know, I, I think one of the most impactful things for our business is actually speaking about the culture, speaking about, hey, when you come and you're a part of our sales team, the job description, the job title is called elite sales representative. Right. And then when you go on to read, it's more of a narrative. It's me talking to the sales rep and say, hey, sure. I get it. If you're in a organization right now, and you're tired of being a 300 person sales room with a, you know, a sales manager over your head and, you know, telling you just to dial more, like, come on my team, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to not only show you how to fish, but I'm going to show you how to build the rod and not just any rod, but the best rod. And then we're going to teach you how to fish with that in the biggest pond possible and actually show you the the why and not just, you know, treat you like a monkey and expect you just to to read a script over right. and over and over again. We're really going to unlock your potential here. And every single time we get on the phone and say, Hey, why do you, why'd you apply? And they recite specific things out of the job description, sure. which is, is, is only constant <clears throat> when you do those things. So connecting and resonating on those deeper motivations, yeah. that's employer branding. That's storytelling. Yeah. It buys in.
1: Storytelling, creative writing is what I'm hearing a lot of. Right are mm-hmm. you titling things, your openers, your closing, yeah, just simply getting more compelling, right? Compelling, yeah. That's from a, that's from, the a, from a narrative sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, and like compelling means that you really have to consider what your people want. Yeah. Are, are they going to stay with you for the extra 2 dollars an hour? Are they going to stay with you because you're going to give them a go above and beyond when they're in need or Make sure they have everything they they need on on a day to day basis to provide great mentorship. Support and continuing
1: leadership. education, support and, and other and health and up. and dynamic benefits. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I couldn't yeah. agree more. Before we head out today and and you know wrap up the show, do you have anything for our audience or uh, for the listeners?
1: So. Really excited to be here. Really excited we were able to get this recording in. This is a huge, huge topic, the employer branding. Definitely going to have more conversations and more uh, content on this front. But we'd love to connect with you. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of this new podcast journey. We are really excited and really grateful to be getting it out into the world. So yeah, let's... As uh,
0: always, man, giddy up.
1: Yeah, giddy up. Let's connect soon. Stay tuned. Appreciate your time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to The Blue
1: Collar, sponsored by Yellowstone Local, a -a one-of-a-kind solution for home and commercial service businesses. Want to learn more about how to take your business to the next level? Make sure to subscribe to our show and leave a review on Apple. Still need help? Feel free to reach out to us via email, support at yellowstonelocal.com. For excellent recruiting and hiring solutions, serving HVAC, plumbing, electrical, pest control, and many other skilled trades companies, look no further. And remember, recruiting isn't just about filling positions. It's about building a team of passionate individuals who share your vision and drive your business towards success. Until then, keep the
0: main thing, the main thing, and we'll catch you in the next one. Giddy up.